Hey, welcome to After Church Apologetics. I'm Courtney Seacrest here with Dr. Chris Jakeway and Pastor Leo Wilson, and we're inviting you to join us today in uncovering the truths that will challenge, inspire, and expand your perspective on Christianity. So let's get started. Some of you might remember from our first season, we talked about Bible contradictions. Um, this question kind of speaks to that as well. It's um, questioning another potential contradiction, and it says, who were the 12 apostles of Jesus? Why does the gospel of John include Nathaniel, but the other gospels don't? And why do they give different lists for the apostles? And how would you explain these contradictions? These are all questions that uh, we hear a lot when people are looking at the gospels and oftentimes things that appear to be paradoxical when you really look at details, they're not contradictions at all. And, and that I think is the case with these. In Matthew chapter 10, verses two to four, and then in Mark's gospel, it's chapter three, verses 16 to 19, uh, we get the first two lists of the apostles and the names in Matthew and Mark are identical. And so these are the 12 apostles. Simon, who's also called Peter, Andrew, it's Peter's brother, James, son of Zebedee, then John, that's the brother of James, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, then Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and finally Judas, the one who betrays Jesus. Matthew and Mark have the exact same names. When we come to Luke, Luke does appear at first glance to uh, give a list of different people. It turns out they're the exact same people. He just uses a nickname for one of them. Or uh, actually the opposite. The others use a nickname. He gives the uh, name of the guy who was Judas, son of James. This is probably so as not to confuse him with Judas Iscariot. Uh, Judas, son of James, in the Gospel of Luke, and Thaddeus are the same person. Matthew and Mark use his nickname to distinguish him. I love how Luke always is the one that gives the detail, right? Like just the exact yes. detail. I'm not using any nickname, I'm using his real name. Yes, yeah. So he was known as Judas Thaddeus, or simply Thaddeus, Part of the reason we know that, not only did the others have nicknames, but the uniformity of all the lists suggests it too, right? I mean, as detailed as Luke was, like you said, uh, the lists are identical except for one name. So this is the first clue that these refer to the same person. And Thaddeus in Aramaic means gift of God. The, the root word here means beloved. So his nickname was Judas the Beloved, uh, Judas Thaddeus, some translations Jude Thaddeus, again, to distinguish him from the one who actually betrayed Jesus. Other disciples had nicknames. Remember in John, it says Thomas was called Didymus, which means twin. So he, he likely had a twin. The other part of, uh, uh, the question here was about Nathaniel. Nathaniel in John's gospel is from Cana. And the reason he doesn't 
appear in the lists by Matthew, Mark, and Luke under the name Nathaniel is his last name is used there, which is Bartholomew. His first name is Nathaniel, his full name, Nathaniel Bartholomew. Again, in Aramaic, Bartholomew is Bar Tolmai, which means son of Tolmai, and that indicates ancestry. So to call him Nathaniel Bar Tolmai is like saying of Peter, Simon, Bar Jonah, right? It's the exact same uh, principle here. And Jesus gave him a nickname also. Peter uh, was the nickname, which means stone. Uh, in Aramaic, Cephas is the equivalent. So it might seem a bit confusing at first, but it's actually easy in this one to harmonize all these accounts. It, it, which makes me think also it's probably a good opportunity to say something about harmonization because skeptics always complain about this. What, what is harmonization? When we take two passages that may seem paradoxical or seem to contradict each other and then show how, in fact, they're both describing the same thing, it's the same thing uh, – uh, somebody investigating a crime does when they get four eyewitness accounts and they might be talking about different aspects of the same event, but in fact, they're all describing the same event. And so it's odd to me when people complain about harmonizing things as if, you know, we're just trying to uh, explain it in a way that benefits our position. But why would it be bad to try to explain things? Explanation is the basis of all knowledge. Science is loaded with things that appear to be contradictory, but you know, later the alleged contradictory elements are harmonized and everybody's happy about the newly gained understanding. Yet, strangely, the same people who applaud harmonizing in other areas instantly complain about this. You know, well, you're just trying to explain away the problems. You know, don't give me your explanation. My mind's made up, that kind of thing. But in that case, it just seems like some critics want there to be errors in Scripture. So they feel, I guess, justified in rejecting its message. Yeah, culture definitely is like we reward the critic, right? Anybody who stands up and challenges anything is rewarded where if we try to explain it, you know, which just explaining something when you use reason is searching for truth <laughs> that should never be frowned on as a bad thing. But yet if, if you, you know, shut down somebody's opposition, it's like, Oh, you just don't want to hear the hard truth. It's like, I just want to hear the right. real truth. The only truth. Thanks for hanging out with us on after church apologetics today to submit a question for a future episode of our show. You can email us at podcast at bcfriends.org. Remember, the pursuit of truth is ongoing, so we'd like to encourage you to continue seeking and engaging with the topics that we've discussed for yourselves. And as we conclude this episode, we want to remind you that respectful dialogue can bridge gaps and build connections. We'll see you next time.